0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at BYTE.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE.
1: Welcome
2: to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbrough and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
3: Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die?
2: Well, Ralph, no offense, You're going first. Oh, no, definitely. No, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't
4: even have a joke,
2: Dave! <laughs> Dave, Dave smells like Nugget. Now, here's your host, Ralph Malcrowe.
3: Welcome to the Chronic Podcast, sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. you watching the World Cup there, probably sneaking out for like a four-hour lunch. You watch Germany just house Brazil. They're going to have riots for months in Brazil because of that. The Pelican House, they have 136 draft beers, a menu to die for. It's 31 days away from the Saints' first preseason game. We are almost to football season, and the Pelican House is where you want to be. The Pelican House, I'm... 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They support us, so you should support them. Um, all right. Uh, it's getting close now, Dave, to, to D Day with Jimmy Graham. You know, they got to get the yep. long term deal done, One or franchise tag him. Uh, Next, next, what is it, Next, the 15th, so it's next Tuesday would be the day. Uh, you wrote a piece, franchise tag for long-term deal for Jimmy Graham. What do you think they're going to do, and what would you do if you were Mickey Williams?
5: I mean, I think you know, for, for me personally, I just think it makes sense for Jimmy just to sign the damn long-term deal. I mean, he's not going to get traded, so that's that's not an option. I think sitting out a season would be a very dumb move career-wise. I don't think that's a good move at all.
4: Would he
3: do the partial so, sit-out? Sit out six weeks and then get the accrued year?
5: You know, I mean, I don't know. Sitting out any portion of the season, I think, is... I, I just... I don't know. I'd be, I would be disappointed, to say the least, to see him do that. Uh, and uh, so that leaves your two options, whether he plays under, under the franchise tag... Or, or whether he signs a long-term deal. And, I mean, if he plays under the franchise tag uh, with the hope of getting a long-term deal next year, which, first of all, the Saints can tag him a second year. So uh, it would take him two years, unless the Saints decided just not to use the franchise tag next year. It would take him two years to, to get to another team. Um, I just think it's, it's just too risky. I mean, he, he's already got a nine and a half million dollar a year contract in hand from the Saints according to all these reports probably for five years or six years so he's he's probably got 50 or he's probably got a 50 or 60 million dollar contract waiting for him to sign and, the 20 plus I mean,
3: million guaranteed at least right probably and if, 25 and
5: and to risk all of that and to play under, under the franchise tag, to either have a bad season, or to even worse, to get injured this 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 year, uh, poof, all of that goes away, and he loses that that mega contract. He loses the opportunity to become the highest paid tight end in NFL history. So, I mean, I think he's, I think he's being a, a bit selfish here, and I think he just he just needs to sign the darn contract and move on with his well, life.
3: Andrew, here's the th- the thing that I. You know, most players when they get this close to free agency, you know, we think, oh my God, they'll they'll get injured. They 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 don't want to risk injury. When you have this, you know, giant contract, why would you risk injury? But a lot of young players think everybody else gets injured, I'm not going to get injured. But Jimmy Graham, he's played three years. He's been injured three of the four years. Now he's played through it a lot of times, but he's had serious more than I would say nicks as far as injury goes. How much do you think that plays into his thinking.
2: I mean, he played with Jeremy Shockey, who I think was kind of his role model. You know, the kind of guy that kind of took him under his wing and showed him the ropes. The guy that played in Miami like he did. And uh, I mean, Shockey could barely walk when he was playing with the same stuff. I mean, by, by the twilight of his career, that guy was was so physically he just didn't have it anymore. And uh, Jimmy Graham saw that up close and personal. So I, if that's not a wake-up call for him and injuries happen, um, then I would, I would talk about his ankle injury or his, his wrist problems or his back issues. I mean, Graham's already kind of beat up. So if he doesn't sign a long-term deal, he's an idiot. Kevin, I mean,
5: even, even, even in injuries aside, let's say he stays healthy for all of this, this year. I mean, what are the chances that he puts puts up the same numbers that he did last year? What are the chances he scores 16 touchdowns? What are the chances he goes for another thousand yards? Uh, it's very possible that he may just, even if he's healthy, he may not have such a great season. The Saints have Brandon Cooks now. Brandon Cooks may eat into some of that, some yeah. of those receptions and some of those stats. He's coming off a monster year. He just needs to sign the damn contract.
3: Yeah. Well, here's my question to you, Kevin, and this is tailor made for you. <laughs> Uh, let's say that – I think he's going to get the long-term deal, but let's say that it doesn't happen by July 15th. When the masses go to Twitter, who gets the blame? Do they say, Jimmy Graham, you're greedy, or Mickey Loomis, I can't believe you got this – couldn't get this done? Who gets the most blame if he doesn't sign a long-term deal next Tuesday?
1: I think it's going to be Jimmy Graham. I think Jimmy's going to get the most blame for it. I mean – I don't know if I I, I, and I and I think it's going to be the majority like and I don't mean majority like 50 plus one. I mean, like 70, 80 percent of the blame. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily would agree with that, but, uh, you know, I I think that's the way it'll be. And my reasoning for that is, you know, I think fans were probably more behind Jimmy Graham when he first was appealing or, or trying to make his case like, yeah, you know, I'm not a tight end. And then, and then we kept looking and it was like, dude, his fucking Twitter profile still fucking says tight end. (laughs) And then, and then just the more you just hear, you kind of just allow yourself to get swayed. Then the decision comes down. No, he's a tight end. So then you're like, okay, fine. I guess that's it. But Jimmy, uh, is still holding out. So some people that were just like saying, well, I'll wait for the decision. Decision comes down. And so now they're probably saying, all right, Jimmy, time to, uh, Time to take care of this, and so if nothing happens, it'll be uh, Blame Jimmy.
3: Uh, Dave, next mm-hmm. Tuesday, what happens first? The Jimmy Graham extension gets announced on Twitter, or the Pelicans finalize the trade for Asik? Uh Asik. Ashik, ah, what are those two hap- what are those two things happens first next Tuesday on Twitter? I
5: have no idea what the hell you're talking about as far as the Pelicans and this Ashik ah, guy, so uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna go with uh, Jimmy Graham.
3: All right. Um,
5: who, who, who the hell are we talking about? Who, who we're is? talking
3: about. is He's a center. He's a big foreign ah. lug, like a oh. he looks like a like a like a villain in a Die Hard movie. Ooh. Uh the World Cup's almost ending, so we're going to indulge in our last little bit of soccer talk. Thank God. But we can tie it into football. We'll start oh. with Germany. I want to say they destroyed Brazil, but that doesn't even do it justice. They won 7-1, to one, and it's the worst beating ever in a World Cup semifinal. And my wife was pumped because she hates Brazil. For whatever reason, even more than the Netherlands, who well, beat isn't it because
1: they beat Mexico?
3: Well, no, the Netherlands beat Mexico. Oh, the Netherlands beat Mexico. But okay, she hate the Netherlands. But she hates Brazil. Um, but here's my question: What, Kevin? What would be the football equivalent of a seven to one beatdown? Now, and and a lot of people on Twitter were like, "Well, it's just forty-nine and nothing." I don't think I don't, I don't think that's enough because this beating. In, in a whole years when they put up statistics on World Cup, the worst beatings. This seven to one is going to be at the top. So I mean, you got you got to find a beatdown in football that is memorable for whatever reason. And I was having a hard time coming up with the equivalent of this beatdown for for NFL.
1: Um, well, the two that jump out to my head immediately are the uh, NFC Championship game with the Giants and the Vikings.
3: Ooh, that's a good one.
1: Uh, and then. Probably the uh, what do you call it? The any of the Super Bowls. I mean, there's a number of Super Bowl games, like Pats, uh, Pats, Bears. Yeah. Uh, the Niners and the Broncos. Uh, you know, shit like that. I mean, shit, the Cowboys and and the fucking Bills. What was that like, fifty-five to ten or something? Yeah, but I mean, that's true. Or forty-five, that, ten, something like that.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's a, I mean, that's a good that's a good. That's a good one. I was just trying to think of like a like a like a game with like a specific event that was a big game where you're like, oh, remember that time that team turned the ball over nine times? Like this game is gonna be like, remember that time Brazil scored seven? Like it's gonna be a like it, I was thinking of a, of a beatdown with like a specific thing that you remember. remember Andrew, the
5: time you- the Saints beat the Colts sixty-two to seven. That's on good.
3: Or Dallas last year with the first down record. Andrew, did you have a good beatdown that this is equivalent to?
2: Well, I just know that the worst, I, I think this still stands. I know the worst uh, loss in NFL history was, I think, the Bears and the Redskins, 73 to nothing. Yeah. And uh, at the beginning of the game, uh, Sammy Baugh threw a bomb that went, like, right through the receiver's hands in the end zone. Um, and at that point, the sc- it was scoreless. And they asked Sammy Baugh, uh, after the game, they're like, hey, do you think if your receiver had caught that ball, it could have changed the way the game went? And he said, yeah, we would have lost 73 to 7. <laughs> um, but it just kind of reminds me of that. I think, you know, you don't see seven goals in the World Cup. I mean, maybe you see it if, um, you know, Costa Rica, I'm not talking about this the, this year's version, which was actually pretty good. But, um, you know, Costa Rica, five World Cups ago, plays Italy um, you know, and just gets drubbed in, in, in the group stage. Um, but this was shocking. I mean, this was in Brazil. You know, this is on the big stage, one of the best teams. Um, that That's probably what makes it most shocking. So I, I wouldn't liken it to the Colts because we knew Curtis Painter was terrible and we knew that there was no way the Saints would lose that game. We knew... The Cowboys' defense was decimated, and they weren't going to be able to stop the Saints' offense. And it so, wasn't a playoff game either. Yeah, it wasn't a playoff game. So I kind of liken it to, I mean, if you look at some of those 49ers Super Bowl wins where they were just beating teams 56 to 10. I mean, honestly, it kind of felt like the Seattle Broncos game that this past year, that Super Bowl, except give Seattle like 30 more points. <laughs>
3: exactly. Yeah. That's bad, though. I mean, it's a it's a harder it's a harder comparison than I thought, Dave. I mean, does anybody else have anything that any other mo- or any other sports moments that you can think of to to, to compare it to, Dave? Do you have anything that pops into your head before we move on to the next topic du jour? Um,
5: other sports. Or, right. uh, I can't think of something off the top of my head.
3: One of those beatdowns in the NBA final this year was pretty bad by San Antonio when they shot like 70% in the ha- in the first half. Oh yeah, that was nice. Uh, that was pretty close. I mean, it's a tough one. The the other soccer thing that I want to mention, I think this one is a, this one's gonna be really interesting. Is the Netherlands played Costa Rica and they went right before the end of the overtime. The manager for the Netherlands, who's like. Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick arrogance rolled into one. He switched goaltenders and was like, I'm bringing in the dude that's like two inches taller just so he can do the penalty shootout, even though he's not that good at penalty shootouts because I think he's better.
2: Um, yeah, by, by the way, before you keep talking, uh, before you set this up, I just want to point out how the hell did that guy still have a sub? Now, in soccer, you only get three subs. How did he still have a sub available after his team had played 120 minutes? Yeah. Two two sessions of overtime, and he hadn't used up all his subs. No, he was, it was balls.
3: He balls, and he 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 was waiting to do it, and and I was. It was like to,
2: his ace in the hole.
3: Yeah, and I was trying to think of of the football equivalent to do it, and somebody mentioned ambush for the Super Bowl, and at first I was like, that's pretty good, but the thing is. At the end of the overtime, watching the game, they were like, he's going to do this. He's going to – he's he's talked about doing this. He's going to bring in this goaltender and, and do this for penalty shootout. Ambush, everybody was like, holy shit, the Saints just on onside kicked in the Super Bowl. Like it was an element of surprise. So I was trying to think, Dave, of like a ballsy NFL move that a coach did that they maybe he had talked about during the week and, and people were like, oh my god, he's really doing this. I – I was having a hard time coming up with one. I was thinking, like, maybe if you're down three in a playoff game and you've got the ball at, like, the three-yard line, and you're like, fuck it, we're not kicking the field goal. We're we're going for it. It was hard to come up with, like, a football equivalent of this, and I thought it was a really interesting. Could you think of, like, a football equivalent that – I mean, the I only football
2: equivalent would be, like, you, you pull your quarterback. Like, your quarterback's yeah. played the whole game, and you're like, yeah, this guy's better in the two-minute drill, so I'm putting him in there.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting Luke McCown
3: in. <laughs> or maybe, maybe, Dave, would it be like if the Saints... You mean, you mean Ryan Griffin? Yeah, no. Yeah. Would it be, could, you, could, it, could it be this? And this would be a crazy bullshit scenario, but go with me. The Saints are playing in the NFC Championship game, and they scored a tie. And they go for two, and he puts in Tim, Tim Tebow to run the option play. Like, would that be kind of the equivalent? I guess. Yeah,
2: yeah absolutely.
5: Or maybe, maybe if the Minnesota Vikings in the 2009 NFC Championship game, maybe if they put in Tavares Jackson in overtime. You,
2: you, you know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. Uh, the Now, the Netherlands thing worked, and the example I'm, I'm about to give failed miserably. Uh, but I'm going to throw this out there as an example. It was like the Saints running an end around with Josh Hill on fourth and one. yeah but even that was like a that was a big surprise like it wasn't like sean it was a surprise but after the fact you're like another like sean payton getting too cute for his own good we've seen that before
3: kevin do you have any ideas on this
2: no (laughs) by the way that coach for the
3: netherlands he has some ball like he is a he has balls, man. Go to YouTube and listen to his.
2: Go to YouTube and watch his balls.
3: Yeah, his uh, his YouTube thing when he gives a speech after his uh, his team in Germany like won the or the the Netherlands what won the the championship, it, he's a he's like he's like Bill Belichick arrogance, but if Bill Belichick didn't mumble at press conferences, like he's sort of a crazy like insane dictator kind of person. Um, And I'm petrified that he's going to be in the EPL. Um, So that's pretty much almost it for Saints Talk unless the Saints break news and sign Jimmy Graham like five minutes after this podcast, which they are kind of likely to do. Before we get to Twitter questions, I've been talking to Kevin during the week and I was talking to him before the podcast. He has a harrowing story of buying a mattress with the Mattress Mafia. It is just almost unbelievable. Kevin, tell the people about purchasing this mattress.
5: Okay, so the wife what was took wrong the with your old, old mattress. Well,
1: you, well, the ex. Well, the problem it, is,
5: you well, broke the, it from banging so many chicks in St. Louis.
1: Well, I don't have a bed. Allegedly, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have a bed. Um, my ex-wife <laughs> took the bed. That's like Kirk Van Houten, I sleep in a race car.
5: Um, <laughs> How are you getting dates if you don't
1: even have a bed? <laughs> That's a good I'm, question. I'm Dave. that goddamn charming. That's fucking why. Um, so, uh, and really to answer your question, I go back to their place. Women feel yeah, women feel safer in their places. They obviously. don't want to go to the fucking guy's place. No.
5: Hey, baby, you want to come home and sleep on my floor?
1: <laughs> well, no, Well, no, I have a futon, and then I have a blow-up bed that I've alternated between. So hey, my ex-wife...
3: Cool your jets ex- while I turn on this air pump. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the air pump will mask our sounds of passion. Um, the uh, so my ex-wife took took the bed when she left, and we had a sleep number, and this thing was phenomenal. It was like the greatest bed ever.
5: What was your sleep number?
1: It was like a king. Oh, uh, this, the number uh, it all it varied between like fifty or fifty-five.
5: <laughs> I don't even know what that means.
1: It's okay. It's okay, Dave, if you can't live in the kind of luxury that I've managed to live in for as long as I have. Um, So I finally just said, fuck it, I need to get a bed. So I go to this mattress place because I was like, I'm I'm willing to just buy a mattress. I don't want to spend the kind of ungodly amount of money that sleep numbers tend to cost. I go in the place, I'm thinking, all right, I'll spend, you know... Like $800, 1000 max. I'm willing to get a queen. Uh, you know, this should cover everything. I go in there, the guy has me. Queen. <laughs> guy has me lay on a bunch of different beds, I test them out. That. I'm like, okay, I like this one and this one. He shows me the price tag. And I immediately i am like, man, I really don't know about spending that kind of money. And so he starts talking me into buying it. Blah, blah, blah. You need the body's in bed, Kevin, no. Right. Uh, <laughs> it'd be even funnier if he really was like that and had, like, the perm and everything. Um, if he really looked like Zohan. Uh, so, I buy the bed. I pay for the installation. I'm getting the the frame, the whole deal. All told, he rings me up 2200 and something dollars. Damn. Yeah. That is steep. Yeah, for a fucking queen bed. A mat- mattress and the box spring... Like, that's a lot of money. It now, granted, it was a hybrid, which, you know, it felt nice laying on, but I ain't fucking sleeping on a hybrid. Or I, I'm not sleeping on a queen mattress for 2200 bucks. So I get home, and I'm like, I just don't feel right about this. So I, I just – I called up the sleep number people just thinking, all right, this guy talked me into spending $2,200. So why not just see what the sleep number people can offer me? I tell them exactly what happened. I went and bought another bed elsewhere. They're like, oh, no, let's, let's help you out. I gave them the dollar amount that I spent. They said, we can get you the exact same bed that your ex-wife took, installed the whole deal, the, uh, you know, warranty, whatever, roughly the same price, like an extra 50 bucks more. I said, all right, fine, sold, because I already know what I'm getting. I already know exactly what I'm getting. And that bed's gonna last me a hell of a whole lot longer than than any other normal bed. So you bed.
3: had to, they had to come, you had to bring the bed back, or what what was
1: the... no 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 this was the day of so okay. the install like the guys weren't gonna show up until the next day to install it. I had to go back though with this mattress cover like this mattress wrap that I was gonna put around the bed. That fortunately I did not take out of the bag. So I bring it back and I make the guy like you know. Give me the refund. You don't and want the refund, Kevin. You right. And pass. he keeps begging me. He keeps asking me, you know, well, what, what, why, why, what, what's going on? So rather than tell him the reality that I felt that he was dicking me over and didn't want to help me out, I just say, ah, I had a buddy who, you know, he had a bed that was available and it was only like a year old and he's going to sell it to me for like 200 bucks. So I can't pass that up. But the reality of it is if this fucker would have just taken, would have just asked, what are you willing to spend? and then worked from there, he'd have had a sale. He'd have had a sale. If he'd have sold me a queen mattress for 1000 bucks, I wouldn't have been fucking tempted to go look at uh, Sleep Number and say, well, I'm not going to spend another $1,000. I don't care how comfortable it was. He could have put me on a fucking queen mattress that day for 1000 bucks, and Sarah- he would have had the commission. He'd have had the commission. To Vinnie's Mattress
3: Emporium. You should have known better. Like it was seedy, and Kevin's call just dropped.
2: I feel like. Might be for the best.
3: I feel, probably that was, that was the
2: story. That was the what's so funny about that story? That's the latest story. I don't know. We just need to fill time. Yeah. What's the point? Mattresses are expensive. No. The, the point
3: is, Kevin. Uh, I don't know. We just I just wanted to make fun of Kevin sleeping with women. I thought it would be funny what do you want me to say
2: yeah that was a good segue into him sleeping with women i'll give you that and it's, Ju- it's july god
3: damn it we got we got we got you know we got we got time to fill
2: weren't so, we supposed to do like a receiver tournament or something we were we're doing that next week because we got enough hello hey there he is kevin you, you... all right so so please, here's the deal please finish your story Bright please you we're point. on the
1: edge of our seat please fuck y'all <laughs> all right so <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker it was basically – it's the kind of place where you've seen the commercials where these guys are taken out of bed out of this lady's house and they're telling her she's got, like, dead dust mites. So <laughs> if you've seen the commercials, then you know what the hell I'm talking about. If not, don't worry about it because I'm not giving them any fucking business. <laughs> so Matthew. fuck them. I'm going to get a sleep number. I'm going to sleep like a goddamn sultan for the next 10 to 12 years of my life. <laughs> and I'm not going to have any fucking problems with my back or my neck that are going to be non-wrestling related. So y'all can go fuck yourselves, mattress folks. Got a
3: curved spine. It's very. He's going to break. He's going to break that in banging chicks in St. Louis, East St. Louis, North St. Louis, all of it. Now I'm talking like John Stewart. All right, we got Twitter question, um, galore that I like. We've we've already addressed some of them, the the blowouts and whatnot. Uh, but I like this one from Adam Fosche, Andrew. Honest to goodness, I think the Niners will have a dumpster fire of a season. Uh, Your thoughts?
2: No, I, I actually write for um, This Given Sunday, which is an NFL site. I, I write for them once a week. and I had an article up there that we talked about how that team was ripe for an implosion. Uh, there's just so many problems in that locker room, and there is such a even the uh, the coach Harbaugh and the owner and, and and the GM don't see eye to eye. So, Vernon Davis, yeah, I just feel like they're so ridiculously talented, and that roster is so good top to bottom that on talent alone they can win a lot of games. Uh, but if if so, if the going starts to get tough, if they get an injury, a major injury, or you know, they lose a couple close games or they get a bad call by a ref, you know, in a tight game or something like that. If the going gets tough, I, I don't see this as a team. Like, this is the type of team that would quit. And I absolutely think if the going gets tough uh, that they will implode. Now, the well, flip side the flip side of that is talent can take you far away. And if they get hot early, then they can kind of ride that way.
3: Jim Harbaugh having to do a press conference after press conference every Monday when the 49ers were like 4-7 and – would be
2: delightful, but oh yeah, Kevin. But here, here's the thing about the 49ers. You know, they say winning cures cures everything, and I fully agree with that. But I think if you look at the Saints, what's been impressive with them in 2007 and 2008, uh, the year Sean Payton was suspended, is what they've done is they've weathered those storms, and the the era, the Saints era with Sean Payton, has been able to stay intact because. Through the tough times, they've been able to bond together and, and prove to the organization that, hey, you should still invest in us and still believe in us. I think a dumpster fire season with, by San Francisco is one of those things where the whole thing implodes. I, in, I don't think in, they're the type of team that has that makeup. In their
3: new stadium? Ooh, that would be fun. Kevin, what team do you think is
1: ripe to implode? I kind of like the Niners. I, I really do like the Niners. Yeah. Dave? Plus, that division is so tough. Yeah. Yeah,
3: surprisingly I mean, so. Yeah. Dave, do you have a, a, a special nominee for an implosion?
5: I mean, I would love for the Seahawks to implode. Uh, I don't know if they're really ripe for that happening, but uh, the, if we're talking about personal preference. Well, I think I would go with the Seahawks.
2: Well, I think. I'm going uh, to throw out Carolina, too. Yeah. I mean, I they're, th- their best receiver is Roman Harper.
3: <laughs> I think Carolina is a good answer, but. Andrew, I think Dallas because I think, I look at them they, they, they can't even in Tony Romo's prime, they couldn't even get to the playoffs but once or twice. He's 34 he's got a bad back and they were barely getting to 8-8 eight and eight with him healthy I think they are ripe for a delicious 4-win season so uh Kevin, I'll, I'll I'll ask this one for you. This is from Ryan Talent. Am I the only one pissed that Josh Gordon got suspended longer than Ray Rice, Jim Ursay, or Deion Jordan? It's just a little – hashtag, it's just a little
1: weed, bro. Yeah, but I'm kind of wondering if some of his shit at Baylor might have factored into his suspension. I mean – I mean, the NFL is its own, you know, fucking judge and jury, and they can factor in whatever the hell they want. So,
2: if Al Davis was alive, he was born to be a Raider. Yeah, I wonder what <laughs> Sean Payton thinks about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was talking about this with my uh, with my older brother, and he pointed out some Chris Carter interview that he did the other day. It might have actually been on fucking Mike and Mike or ESPN or something. Where he talked about getting cut from the Eagles because he got busted for Coke. And he went on about how that was the best thing for him.
3: Yeah.
5: And how
1: he actually hopes that the, that the Browns actually fucking cut him.
3: But the Browns have no talent. Like, they – I
1: know. They,
3: I mean, he's the best thing they got on offense by far.
1: No, they got Johnny Football, baby. Oh, Johnny. Who's rolling fucking 20s in a, in a uh, bathroom stall, allegedly. <laughs>
5: Oh, no, he was like really he was rolling the twenties. We just uh, don't know what he was doing with those twenties rolled up.
0: Are, are, do
5: we?
3: Do we want Johnny he was Football
5: just to smoking them?
3: Dave, do we want Johnny Football to win his first start against the Steelers and then have the Saints just destroy him and burst the Johnny Football bubble? Is that do we? Do we? How enjoyable would that be?
5: Uh, I'd rather just Johnny Football just. Crash and burn from the get go.
1: No, nope, (laughs) nope. I'm all I'm all on Ralph's scenario. I fucking hope. In fact, I hope it's an ugly, shitty slugfest between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. And Johnny Football does some Johnny Football shit, and gets the and gets a a comeback win or something over the Steelers, completely crippling that franchise mentally. And they and they go on a fucking downward spiral for the rest of the goddamn year. Big Ben's dick falls off. The owner has a, has a has a fit. Fires the fucking head coach. Hires some shithead to be the coach, and the franchise runs adrift for the next decade and a half. <laughs> meanwhile, Johnny. Meanwhile, the whole city of Cleveland gets its panties all high and mighty because Johnny Football won a big game for them. And then this, they come. To, and then the Saints fucking come in, and Cam Jordan just murder kills him <laughs> in the first <laughs> quarter. Give me that scenario.
5: Murder kill. Murder. Is that, kill. is that a Demolition Man
3: reference? It might be. I watched Demolition Man the other day. It's pretty awful. No.
2: Oh, Junior oh, Golette, love- Junior Gallette has got to get a sack on Manzel cuz whatever he does that Maya is going to be on him it's going to be special. <laughs> he's doing the money there. I mean, I mean, he's he's got to. Yeah. He's
3: doing dollar bills, right? What do you whatever you call it, the
2: dollar bills or yeah, He'll be mocking him in some fashion. I can't wait. It'll be glorious.
3: Okay. Dave, this question's for you. This is from uh, Taladano. When did Steve Spagnola become an assistant for Brazil? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well done. Well played.
3: Yeah,
5: th- that question doesn't deserve an answer. Uh, it's funny enough as it is. Well done.
2: Yeah, I, you a, does does it, yeah, does he get a free t-shirt? t-shirt for that? <laughs> I don't know. I gotta. I,
3: we'll see. if My, my t-shirt guy, he, he hadn't even mailed out the t-shirt that we gave to the winner for the first time.
2: D- dare I say that's an even better question than who has smell your
3: farts? It is. <laughs> if I can get you a, a t-shirt, Teledondo, I will. Uh, the first winner needs to get her t-shirt, unfortunately. I had to email the guy. He promised me that it's going to be out this week, though. Um, as we go... Uh, towards training camp, and we, and we talk about all these things. The Green Buyer, Andrew, it doesn't look like it's ready. I see these photos of it. Are these recent photos? I feel like...
2: I feel yeah. Like... I tell you, when I was there um, for some tennis exhibition like a month ago, maybe... Um, hanging it up with Pete Sampras. Yeah, hanging out with good old Pete. Um, but when I went a month ago, it was... There was a lot of work to be done, and I remember saying at the time I was like, "They're gonna get all this done in two months," uh. but uh, so they've made a lot of progress since then. Um, so if you look at the pictures now, I mean, there's significant difference. But uh, they're gonna be hustling right, right up to the 11th hour. I mean, this is gonna be like the Jimmy Graham negotiations. I feel like.
5: What's gonna be done first, the new Tulane Stadium or the Greenbrier?
2: Ho- hopefully, the Greenbrier. Um, when, <laughs> when does Tulane Stadium? When is it supposed to be done? September 6th is the first game. Yes. By That'll the way, done. big, big things happening for Dave between, uh, uh, the what's his name, Yuleman? Yeah. Yeah, ordering like a billion yeah. t-shirts from Campus Connections, and then the interview with Drew Brees that gets, that gets quoted yeah. on the NFL Network. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, you just, that like, was, I was like big time.
3: I was like, boom!
2: Yeah, what are you doing on this podcast, Dave? Shouldn't you be on a ESPN podcast, yeah, yeah. With some national syndicate right now?
5: Well, I'm actually on a private jet right now as we speak, <laughs> <laughs> flying to Stanford, Connecticut, to the ESPN yeah,
3: studios. Yeah, let's give some props to Jr. for asking good questions.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That was great. I mean, yeah. was how good. about that accent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, for the blogging community that gets no respect, that's a that's a major win. So. Bravo yeah,
5: and there. uh. Yeah, you blo- should tweet that to uh that jerk off on Twitter who keeps taking
2: shots at blogs. Who's that? Jimmy. I don't Smith. Know. Yeah. Oh, is he is he still going after it? He went after uh, he
3: went after Bourbon Street shots, and the thing is, like Bourbon Street shots, whoever they're, I don't know if it's McNamara or whoever. They know Ryan, I, Ryan I, pay. They know the salary cap better than anybody at Nola.com. Oh, for sure. And the salary cap for basketball, it's the difference between like the the NFL salary cap is like checkers, and the, and the NBA salary cap is like fucking Rubik's cube combined with
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> like chess on steroids.
3: Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> like you 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 sign this guy, you lose the exception. You get it's it's. I was like I don't even I, I don't even try to understand it. I just wait for. The Bourbon Street Shots people to tell me what they're gonna do. I'm like to fit the guy under the cap for the Pelican. I don't even know what the fuck it is. It's like mid-level exceptions, and they got to tway dwarves, and I don't even know.
2: I would I would seriously bet my life savings that they understand it better than Nola.com. No.
3: And that's the thing that you could see the poor the poor uh, Bourbon Street Shots people. They're like, just cut Eric Gordon, just cut his ass, and they're like, no, you can't just cut him. <laughs> But uh, d- Dave, do we have any other questions? I think that we're that we're done for my my questions. Uh,
5: organic organic tall man had a couple of questions, but I don't think any of them were actually very serious. He wanted to know what, what, what the best vacuum to buy was. And then he asked if that question sucked.
3: Uh, what's the vacuum with the old guy that's like hundred years old? Oric, David Oric. Oric, yeah, yeah. Oric. You
2: gotta he's buy Orkley ah, yeah. nah. from New Orleans. Hey Elizabeth, what's the name of our vacuum? Dyson. Dyson. She yeah, I'm gonna. Pretty, second. She's gonna. She seems pretty convinced that's the best thing that money can yeah. buy. Yeah, I'm gonna second the Dyson. Yeah. There you go. All
3: right, well, that's yeah. a serious, it's a serious question. We we, we 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 told people how to buy a mattress, what vacuum to buy. This podcast
2: is serious, serious football. Yeah. See, we talk Saints. We talk vacuums. Yeah. We talk bed buying.
1: World knowledge oh so i guess that'll wrap. next week up. we're going to talk about uh which washer and dryer to fucking buy
3: <laughs> yes and next week we're not gonna, fisher and pikell we're going <laughs> to next week we will do the oh actually no next week i'm in seattle at uh the nerd super bowl for seo so unless you people want to get on blog talk radio we're not going to have a podcast <laughs>
5: Oh! What are we do about next week? It's Jimmy Graham's deadline.
3: I know, right? We
5: got it. We got to do it.
3: Well, we'll have to do it. We'll uh, we could do it. I guess we'll do it from Blog Talk Radio, and uh, I'll call in, and we'll have to do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. On, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. God damn it! We'll do it live. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do. We'll have to do one on the 15th. Here to play us out is Sting. <laughs> we'll have to do it. We'll have to do it live on the 15th, uh, from my hotel room in Seattle somewhere. So we we'll, we we'll have to do it. So go to Canvas Chronicle. Dave's got franchise tag arguments. He's got the the most hated saint ever.
2: Uh, hey, yeah, who who how can you get Dave? Can you give us a tweet version of how that's going? Uh I'm
5: not in front of my computer, but uh we still got Ditka, we still got Aaron Brooks, we still got Jason David. We're in the elite eight, so I mean, we're really getting down to it now. Yeah, uh, nice. we'll definitely be finishing up before training camp, um, and then we can do a quick
2: comparison of. Is Olin Kurtz still in it? He is. That's what I was. going I feel. Say. I that's feel like he did big. much better on your site than he, he did. did. Well, he did a lot. Yeah, he of did. He did, he
5: did yeah. a lot. He's. I, I cannot believe he's still
3: that far. Uh, he's. He's still in it.
2: Recency bias, baby. That's recency bias. And uh,
3: Andrew's counting down the top 100 all-time Saints, ten at a time. So
2: it's actually, 101.
3: 101. So yeah. go to Saints Nation. And Kevin, when he's not sleeping like a prince, maybe <laughs> possibly will write something before the season starts. Oh, you didn't see his power pull? No, I did not. No, I don't I even know if he has yeah. An author.
5: Yeah, I yeah don't me, me know neither.
1: If Kevin has author
5: permissions anymore. I might have revoked them.
1: all right well and now that you've revoked them here comes 10 pieces of content (laughs) right right. in the off season (laughs) when all expectations have been lowered here comes the stuff when
3: when the bar is on the ground kevin steps (laughs) over it saunters
1: over yes
3: All right, for Kevin Hell, for Andrew, for Dave, uh, remember to donate whatever you can, 50 cents, we don't care. Uh, I'm Ralph Malbrow. Until next week, live from Seattle, be safe.
0: Sean Orleans winning the tag titles this weekend. Oh, my God.